creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Tired of lackluster results with your marketing? Craving more leads in your business? Tune in to the Mojo Marketing Edge with the team behind Mojo Global Marketing, Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez. Winners of the Marketer of the Year, they will show you how to generate daily leads, build databases of raving fans, and close deals faster than ever before. See what's hot right now and how you can tap into it to generate an endless supply of customers and clients. The Mojo Marketing Edge can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The world we live in has become a crazy place. Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs. And now, we have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. This problem continues to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, and through our children. Get the answers from The Mickey Ellison Show, Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All right, settle down, people. We've got a lot to cover, and time is short. And it's doggy style. I've got another puzzle for you. If you are wise, you'll listen to gas, man. How the hell did they know that I got gas? A giant hairy creature, part ape, part man. Man, you got to check it out. It'll boogie woogie on your brain. on me for making this song got gas on your mind some people have said that you're retarded not me Nothing new to us, I hope one day you'll find that the 
every person Question the right to live your life because you know it's worth it They try to keep us blind, do everything they can Just hold your head up and devise a master plan Or we can just ignore it like we never had it coming Religion will keep us separate, the fear will keep us running going global with gas man here on a train wreck to start the show you know what i hit a total wrong button and i totally screwed that up that's just the great way to start the show off here sydney no one knows no one knows man i'm going to fix that in production so when you go online you can hear this again that'll never happen again so that was groove stain by the way that was the band that actually uh, made me create the word scarasta which is ska rock metal and reggae we got to get you some other things to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that song, by the way. Keep Us Blind is the tune, and it's right here on Going Global with Gas, man. And uh, this is a special day today be, uh, because, well, first of all, I'm joined by people, which is good because last week I wasn't. And uh, Carl's in the in the room right now. And uh, Carl, besides Sydney, we'll introduce Sydney here in a second. Uh, Carl, what's up, man? 
Hey, not much. What's going on, guys? All right. Well, good, man. You're, you're stepping up into the uh, intern role tonight, and uh, I appreciate your time and helping us out. And uh, this is your first time actually running a, a board, isn't it? It is. Thank you for the opportunity. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be an intern. Yeah, well, you're, you're most welcome, absolutely. And uh, you're going to be no stranger to the show. You'll be hanging out and uh, chatting back and forth with us as well. So uh, thanks for coming in, man. For sure, man. All right, cool. And uh, the, the other voice we had in here is Sidney Smith. He is a comedian here in Phoenix, Arizona, starting his own club called Crack Ups Comedy Club. And uh, join us. Thank you for joining us, man. Absolutely. Thank you for uh, having me out. And uh, thank you for letting me be a part of a show where I finally heard someone feel thankful for being an intern. I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> it's, very, it's very rare, I think. Even like David Letterman's intern suing him, I think. <laughs> never heard it. <laughs> yeah, so don't sue me, Carl. This experience is for educational purposes only. Makes you better. <laughs> right on, man. All right, well, we're hanging out with you until 3 p.m. here. It's your Saturday as you go global with Gas Men on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel every Saturday afternoon, 1 to 3 Pacific time. And my name is Kevin Gasman. Of course, you can call me Gas. It's all good. And uh, we got a great couple hours. We're going to talk uh, with Sydney. We're going to talk comedy. Um, I got a bunch of stuff to uh, talk about as well. I don't know if you... Uh, watch TV, Sydney, or anything like that. But uh, we got a lot of stuff on TV we could talk about. Absolutely. I mean, does, is that what bugs you as a comedian? What's the what's your driving force? Uh, you know what? My driving force, I guess, is is partially stu- stu- stupidity. Um, if I can say that word, get it ever get it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just everyday stuff, and I like to talk about things that people go through that I think that people go through. And one of my major things I like to talk about is, you know, race and the different things between the sexes. Um, I always love when people ask me, why do I talk about race? I say, because I try to say the things that we are already thinking about. Right. I can't tell knock-knock jokes. See, I don't know if I go that direction, though, because, you know, I'm doing stand-up comedy, too, and, you know, going. I haven't, like, it's not, I haven't maybe found that comfort level with myself yet to do that yet, you know what I'm saying? And uh, talking about the personal issues of yourselves and stuff like that and, you know, because I grew up uh, Jewish. Okay. So um, I, I've had a lot of hatred towards me. You know, so I can right. tell there's, I guess you would call, I don't know if that's racism or not, being, you know, as. Definitely prejudice. It's definitely prejudice, yeah. yeah. So I, I have felt that before on, on certain levels and stuff. And uh, it's, I haven't really brought that out yet as far as the comedy level goes. I definitely like to bring it out, uh, especially in this, in this environment where a lot of my audience are Caucasian. I'm African American comedian or club owner, whatever you want to use. Uh, and then being someone who grew up in a town where we were the only black family, that's a lot of my background. So I like to bring it up because there's a lot of funny stories in there. Right. I mean, when so I talk when I talk about things like my high school having a slave day as part of homecoming week. Really? You, yeah. So you know, so these are humorous <laughs> like, things. Excuse me. Yeah, it's so most humorous. Basically, you know how to ride a skateboard. I do. <laughs> I do, and I, and I enjoy long walks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. It'll also be a good week. A uh, good weekend to talk about some uh, comedy here today. But I also want to talk about some serious stuff, too, because, you know, we had a big, uh, I guess, anniversary on Thursday, uh, September 11th, of course. And I just got something to say about this is that, you know, never forget it. That's the mantra, basically. They say, you know, who's going to forget? That's the thing. And, and the thing is, is what are we Never forgetting, and right. in my perspective, it's we're, we're never forgetting the the failure of our government to to protect us from four hijacked planes, right? Um, the failure of three steel buildings collapsing with by fire, which has never been done in the history of steel buildings, all in one day. Um, Quite the feat. Yeah, the owner of World Trade Center, uh, the failing of the you know to remember the owner of the Trade Center's calling for Building Seven to be pulled. Mm-hmm. All the video, you know, all the video of that we never saw from the Pentagon, the most, you know, protected building on this country. A lot to never forget. Yeah, there's a lot to never forget, and that's, you know, I, I don't know. Do you think, in a sense, I mean, do you think it was 
too much of the remembrance every year, the somberness every year. I just didn't feel it this year. Did you feel it at all? I mean, uh, starting a couple of years ago for myself personally, I decided I was going to boycott every, and I love, I'm with someone who loves watching CNN and MSNBC and those things like that. And I decided I was going to boycott all of those stations, uh, anything for that entire week, meet the press, all of that. Right. Uh, because I'm kind of, frankly, I'm tired of it. Right. Um, well, how much can you talk about it? I mean, how much can you show people falling out of buildings and, you know... Just talking about it right now, I still, I feel the hurt in my heart and yeah. the chills that I had in my spine like all of us had um, when we saw it the first time. Right. I, I don't need to relive it every year. Yes, yeah, I mean, I'm in the same way as this, it's just, you were, I think we're also focusing on the wrong thing in a sense. I mean, we should always remember the deaths of the people. That's always sad mm-hmm. and that's not unnecessary as, as, as anything. So that is obviously my heart goes out to them, uh, to the, their victims' families and everything like that. There's no doubt. I mean, who, who would not in a sense? I mean, that's kind of like a given in a sense. Right. We all do care about that. It's just the answers to the questions that haven't been given. Right. That's the thing that always bugs me. So uh, a few years ago, I did an interview with uh, the guys who made the movie Loose Change 9-11. And if you want to see a part of that radio interview that I did with them, it's on my YouTube page, Radio Gas. And Radio Gas is one word, and there's two S's there. So Radio Gas on YouTube, you can check out Loose Change, my interview with them. It's a snippet of it. And I think I'm going to post the whole interview pretty soon. Oh, well, that'd be good. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, have, I have myself having caught the interview, but that's something I would like to check out. Yes, I mean, it's so. I mean, the pain that you were you were talking about, how much it does hurt, is it more on on the fact of that the country got wounded in a sense, or the fact that it's it's still not being answered? For me, it's, it's just watching. I mean, when you see people jumping out of a building, there's no possible way that you can fit no. When I'm going this wood, I, out this window that I could actually make this fall and survive right. it, use that kind of desperation. It just touches me. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously all the family members that they left behind. And also the fact that you think you live in a country where that can never happen. Right. And to see that that happens with a commercial airliner. Um, I don't know if that hurts me as much as it really bothers me. And the fact that you've never quite figured it out, at least not to my satisfaction anyway. Yeah. Um, how this happened. That's it. That's it. I mean, you know, you look back at the day of the videos came out and everyone's, you know, got these, their eyewitness accounts happening and none of that was in the, uh, the commission report. And it just, a lot of it was left out. It's just, there's a lot to be said. There's a lot of uh, head scratching still. And, and it's just almost like, don't look at the, the uh, crash at the side of the road. Just keep going, keep shopping, right. keep doing your thing, right. you know, and we're seeing what that's getting us, right? <laughs> Yeah, just never ending. Every year, every year. It's just like having someone snatch a Band-Aid off you every year. <laughs> every year. I, I don't enjoy it. I, I, you know, it's weird. I don't know. I, but I, I watched, you know, like last night or a couple nights ago, our Arizona State um, governor, governor debate was the first one that we had. Doug Ducey is the Republican and Fred Duvall is the Democrat. And um, it was on NBC and apparently they had to cut it off at 7 o'clock at night. Because America's got talent. <laughs> Very important. And, you know, it was a good debate. I'm watching it. I'm thinking, who are these guys? Doug Ducey is a cold-stilled creamery, uh, the genius, I guess you can call him. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Right. <laughs> I'm not denying it's not good stuff. And Fred Duvall is this another guy. I think apparently he was with uh, Jam Brewer, but now he's on his own. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have these two guys going at each other. And the ad, can- the ad, the negative ad campaigns are just ridiculous, you know. But... Uh, uh, supposedly this Doug Ducey guy uh, scammed, or not really scammed, but uh, didn't care about the uh, franchisees. Did you see that spot on TV? Right? I have not seen that one yet. Yeah, like basically saying that all these franchisees, owners of Cold Stone Creamy, went bankrupt. 
And Doug Ducey came in and swept in and bought it lower and sold it to a higher price. So was making money on it, basically. Oh, I'm sorry. He's a capitalist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, that's the thing. Well, that's, that's where the cold-heartedness of our business minds have become. It's like the, the thing is, is, you know, everyone's hoarding from themselves. And you start seeing people being, you know, more, more broke people in the streets. You know, people who can't afford things or people who are living, uh, you know, day-to-day, not paycheck to paycheck anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, you know. So, I mean, like why can't there be a give back? Why can't there be a give and take? It's only take, take, take from the people. There's never a give from any of these companies. Everything, prices get higher and it just gets out of control. Well, you know what? It's it's always been that way. It's only that we are more socially conscious about things, I think, as this world goes on. I don't have a problem with what he did as far as, I mean, that's capitalism. I can't say that word either. (laughs) I'm dying over here today, Gassman. Um, But I'm a business owner and, Every business owner, you want to try to make all the money you can. Hopefully, you try to give back a little bit. Right. And I try to give back a little bit. But I can't knock a guy who comes in and gets a sweet deal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what are we doing here? I, I'm worried about his his backers. Everyone, like, it's uh, Jan Brewer backs him. And, you know, the people who are ruining the state are the ones that are backing him up. I've a, yeah, I have a huge problem with Skeletor as well. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want her turning. I don't want this Arizona to become Castle Grayskull or anything. Yeah, but. right. It's politics. It kind though. of, kind of already is. I don't know. Carl's been listening in. I don't know. Does he have anything to stay, say in the last things we've talked about? Yeah, you know, I always think it's like you said. It's the people behind the people that you have to worry about. You know, who's right. pushing the buttons? You know, telling them what to say. Right. Who, putting the money in his pockets. Yeah. So why, why do they want Fred Duvall to be the governor? Yep. What, what's in it for them? Right. There's something in it, so they're going to back him. Because they, I mean, the thing is, is if he's in their corner, then that means more privatized uh, jails for Arizona. It means more cronyism with their own, you know, their business partners and stuff like that. So that's that's the stuff that I see needs to stop. Yeah, I think in politics, you know, everybody's in it for something. You know, no matter how much you preach, you're in it for the community or the people. There's something going on behind you. You know, so you're in it for something beyond that. Well, you definitely have to be in it for something or the people who are behind you are because it, it costs a lot of money to run these elections, these ads. Right. And right. no one's signing this check for no reason. Right. So I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. You're going to be doing something for somebody that we, us little people, are not going to like what you're doing. Well, right. yeah, and it's the folks that are blind to that, you know. Oh, no, he's truthful. You sure about that? Well, it's funny. Is, uh, you've seen the Citizens United vote that just happened through the, uh, the Senate. Was it the Senate? No, the House, I believe. Which one was that? I can't remember which one it was. Um, but anyway, it, it passed, but it didn't pass by enough votes. Mm-hmm. Every single Republican voted against amending the Citizens United where you know, CPAC can just pay as much as they want to put these advertisements on TV. Absolutely. As opposed to restricting them. So the, uh, they, they, all the Democrats voted yay and all the, the Republicans voted nay. It can't get passed. And then that's, I think that's the, that's the red flag. Look at those guys who said no. Why are you not for this? Why are you still okay with having these CPACs and, un, and uh, anonymous donors give any money they want, any amount to give and keep these negative you know, probably, you know, uh, not even f- correctly facted commercials on the, on the TV to well, influence people. Well, let me tell you, Kevin, uh, I've been a senator now for quite some time. <laughs> and uh, I just had dinner, a fabulous dinner, 
very expensive dinner that I did not have to pay for. So I'm going to not vote against that. <laughs> so, <and> that's <laughs> right. why they do it. I mean, <laughs> well, you got to wonder, like I see your, your intentions, I'm sure, were pure at once when you first signed up. And now all of a sudden what happens right when you win does somebody like take you away in a, in a dark limo and drive you somewhere and say, here's the deal, bud. You just won the contest. You're in now. But now you're going to play our rules. I, I really try to look at it as if we all finished this radio uh, show and walked outside some dark <laughs> window tenant. Went, uh, limo pulled up and said hey right. Kevin just get in we'll take care of you for the rest of your life you have to do it just do what we need you to do I gotta say I, I, I would push you in the limo Kevin say go <laughs> <laughs> get the hell out of here man <laughs> what, why are you still standing here bro yeah that would be I mean look it's tempting for anybody who doesn't have that kind of lifestyle you know, you throw that in front of them, it's going to be, wow, that's, holy crap, you know, now right. I'm playing the game, you know. Well, you know, and that's where you get the, the people in the government are just a little bit out of touch as far as what's going on. You know, like you speak, people working day-to-day, living day-to-day. Yeah. Um, there's there's some, some, some um, unawareness as far as what might be really going on in the communities that they're trying to serve. But I also think you point to the, the problem, the inability to compromise and, and figure something out to benefit the people. Yeah, that's a word that seems to be missing a lot is compromise. You know, it's either our way or the highway, and their highway is still not paved. Yeah. It's like, let's get some foundation first. You know, let's find out what your highway is. It's always just like, it's just whoever's in the opposite, just except what Democrats are always just bend over for Republicans. It doesn't really matter. It depends. It depends. (laughs) It depends, but for the most part, they do. Like when the Republicans were in charge, there was no. It, there was no backlash and there was no I mean, there was here and there but it just went quietly left alone right you know and now you know now you have the democrats in charge and republicans are like no 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 you know no matter what no 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 so it's just it's like yo what's your problem man you know let's do this for the better of everybody but they don't care they only care about themselves and if you, it's it's almost as bad as religion i well yeah religion yeah that's 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 one i I have more problem with religion than i do politics but when it comes to politics and it comes to uh uh, making sure you get your fair share and everyone gets up i don't think we'll ever really see that i think that's something that we all just dream about i mean it would be awesome if that could happen but i don't think we'll ever see that i i really like to go back to the lessons that the generations before us taught us which was if you really want something you go out there and you get it on your own you know, if you are a carpenter, start your own carpentry business. You know, if you if you are a great salesman, start a store. You know, what whatever. I mean, because no one's ever going to give you anything. The rich don't get rich by giving. Yeah, but the, the issue, I think, and I totally agree with you. And that's, you know, uh, it's funny. There's a show called All in the Family. Remember this one here? I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yep. it's a, just bunker. Everyone pulled, like, it's just in the title of the song. Everyone pulled their weight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, everyone's not pulling their weight right now. And that's fine. That's what it is. With The society we've created is if you want to drop out, you can. That's fine. We just need to have plans in place for that and just have that be just part of what it is. You know, we're, we're going to have people that are going to tune out and forget forget life and not want to do anything for themselves. Absolutely. But why, you know, we're not giving them, you know, uh, golf course condos, you know? Right. It's, that's what I don't understand when you, when you deal with, you know, people who are so, like, against welfare or anything to help people out. It's like they're not living the lap of luxury. They're barely living on, you know, SpaghettiOs and mac and cheese. You know, that's all you're eating. Right. You know, I mean, that's not, who cares? Why are you jealous of that? Why do you care if people are eating and living off the government for that reason? At least they're living and, and doing something. I mean, I'd rather have the food be more nutritious, but, you know, that's not the story. But I'm just saying it's like it doesn't make any sense to me why they are so against people getting their free ride when their free ride is a Pinto. 
Well, because I think a lot of times when you look at people who have succeeded, and and I think the people we're thinking of are the Mitt Romneys of the world, who who uh, who's been the latest in the news of being someone with that type of money who's right. spouted off that type of uh, nonsense. Uh, you know, they live by a different set of rules, uh, and I think sometimes they forget that they were born into that wealth, that they didn't have to rise up and above. Right. And I think when you are born into that, you're born. Without a bit of part of your soul at the same time, <laughs> so I think that's what happens. You know, people don't have that sense of having to. I mean, everyone's got a challenge to fight over. I mean, whether you have a lot of money, I'm sure the challenge is there for something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I'm sure it's a lot easier for, than it is for a lot of people, obviously. Absolutely. So I mean, it's one of those things. Yeah, that they have that that discourse between the haves and have-nots, and you know, that line is getting a little more solid. <laughs> you know, that, that with that disappearing middle class, which was that kind of gray line. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I tell you who's going to bring the middle class back um, is the uh, Hispanics, and the, and that Hispanic vote will bring the middle class back. And that TV show, Cristela. <laughs> yeah, that's going yeah, to be a huge help. <laughs> a huge help. <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's play the tunes. We'll come back. Sidney Smith is with me, uh, crackupscomedyclub.com. And by the way, I am headlining there next weekend. You are? You are? We're looking forward to having you. I am I am super excited for it as well. We'll talk more about that when we come back. A few other things we'll discuss as well. Oh, by the way, why ISIS and not ISIL? I'm so confused about that. The president said ISIL, then the reporter came out like it said ISIS. I mean, like, I can understand if it's a different word that you can't pronounce or anything like that, but it's one fucking letter. <laughs> all right? It's ISIL to ISIS. I'm going to go with the guy who graduated from Harvard and has all the law degrees right. and whatnot. I'm so why can't that. we all just call him ISIL? I'm confused. I can't. Uh, let's all blame the president. That's Greenwich. It's music from Phoenix, Arizona. Going global with Gasman here on the VoiceAmerica.com network. <laughs>
Watching all the poor ones get poorer While the critical ones get bolder Maybe I'm just ignorant Maybe I'm naive Let's watch him pull a rabbit from his sleeve And let's all blame the president Yeah, let's all blame the president Yeah, let's all blame the president often make some people lose all perspective and give way to ranting and raving and carrying on like emotional children. They either refuse to discuss it with reason or else they prefer argumentum ad hominem, which is a hell of a way to conduct a discussion. Well, anyhow, not long ago, I was talking about the elections and how the campaigns were ignoring the issues and sticking instead to invective and personal crap that had nothing to do with the substantive problems of running a government, which is all true, as you know, if you followed the speeches and so-called debates of the candidates. Anyhow, one of the guys I was talking with said not a word in the whole conversation except at the end when he suddenly chuckled and said we were all full of shit and why didn't we go live in Russia or China if that was the way we all hated the United States of America. Next thing you know, the whole blooming discussion was more like a brawl and the epithets flew thick and fast and the noise was incredible. Someone said son of a bitch and I think he said bastard. I couldn't be sure. It was also confusing. Well, anyhow, I was attempting to get it all back on a rational level. I tried, for example, to talk to the one who had started it all and I asked him just what did he mean we were all full of shit? Was he making a statement of fact as he knew it and where was his documentation to back up his claim? I think Socrates would have been proud of the way I refuted his argument, that is, I tried to refute it, but all he could offer by way of rebuttal was more of the same about how we were all full of shit, but he wouldn't say why, he just kept on repeating it, that and the part about Russia and China and communist dupes, and I'll have to confess that I got a bit angry and told him to stuff his ideas up his, which you don't have to tell me is hardly a way to convince anyone in an argument, then he got salty and threatened to give me a punch in the mouth if I didn't shut up, and I really got hot, and the others did too, and we all beat the shit out of Mr. Conservative, and after all, he had only himself to be blamed, this is still a free country, and anyone telling a fellow like me, brother, you're full of shit, better be good and ready to answer politely when asked if he'd care to say why. I've been gone long, but 
home, so leave a light on for me, honey. Leave a light on for me, honey. Now don't write the songs. Light On from Banana Gun and a band from Phoenix, Arizona, performing at a very big show coming up in a few weeks over at Tempe Beach Park. It's called Summer End. It's a three-night festival, and they are on one of the uh, nights. So very cool of uh, those guys. I like those guys. They've got some front porch music, is what I like to call it, man. Front porch. All right. You're going global with Gas Man here at VoiceAmerica.com, Variety Channel, Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific time. My name is Kevin Gasman. Of course, you can call me Gas. It's all good. And uh, in turn, Carl's with us, and as well as Sydney Smith, a comedian here in Phoenix, Arizona, who started his own comedy club, Crack Ups Comedy Club, and uh, that is up in North Phoenix. And uh, how, how new are you? You're a few months in, right? Yeah, just a few months in. Uh, we opened up May 16th, I want to say. Right on, um, So we are still in the thick of being new. Nice. And you started over the summertime, which is tough. Yeah, I wanted to go ahead and get it out the way. Nice. I mean, we got to do business over the summer anyway. Sure. Um, but the summer was still pretty good to us. We nice. were able to do a couple of shows a night on a, quite a few occasions um, over the, on the weekends. Nice. Um, and uh, it's been good. It's been good. The numbers, we are ahead of the numbers that I forecasted. Well, good for you, man. I think people still love comedy and uh, you know, give them a good room and they will come. <laughs> Absolutely, and everything is word of mouth. So that's that's right. what that's that's mainly what my focus has been on is making sure I get as many new faces out to see the product. Right on. Well, besides doing comedy, you're also doing some fact checking for me as well. Absolutely. So uh, what'd you what'd you find? Well, Gasman, this comes from uh, I believe her name is Liz Peak, and this is on a uh, this she, uh, she's a blogger. I got this at thefiscaltimes.com, and it talks about why President Obama uses ISO okay. as a pair uh, as opposed to ISIS, and uh, as she states it here, uh, the L in ISO means that the Levant today consists of this island of Cyprus, Israel, Jordan, Lebanon, Syria, Palestine, and part of southern Turkey. And her explanation is if he can take, it, take as much focus off the fact of, uh, of it being Syria and Iraq and joining all these other areas, it takes the focus off his failures in Iraq and Syria. That's her impression. Oh, okay. Well, so, I mean, all right. So he's just trying to... All right, he's trying to be a little more specific with it. He's trying to give more credit to many more areas other than just Syria and 
and, and Iraq. Right, I got by, you. By bringing in other countries, saying there are other countries who are involved with All this. All right, and this concludes our political content for today. Thank you so much, Sydney Smith. I appreciate that. No, no problem. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, next hour, we're going to uh, play some porno music or not with you as well. All right. The game, <laughs> the game show we'll play a little bit later on. I might be good at that one. I have a brand new edition of Soap or Porn, too. So That sounds good. Um, if any of you guys listening want to uh, check out some of the past shows, well, the global uh, Going Global with Gas Man show is on the voiceamerica.com variety channel, and you can just search us there, and then you can go back in the past and take a listen to some of the guests we've had on the show. Uh, comedian Gary Cannon was one of the comedians we've had on here before. He's in the town this week over at Stand Up Live. Mm-hmm. Couldn't make it in this weekend, unfortunately. Uh, we have uh, Bob Kubota, who you're just talking to on the phone. He was in here. Hello, Bob. That was a very fun show, by the way. I believe I was like, my one of my second shows or something right here okay like early february so i would suggest you go back and listen to that one because uh, my mom called that one and uh <laughs> that was a lot of fun having on the show bob's hilarious yeah bob was good man he's 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 always into those like conspiracies he's very interested in the in cover-ups and stuff like that so is that do you, are you into any of those at all i mean that like ufos at all do you believe in ufos i do believe in ufos um only because I just I just can't believe that God would make this mistake and just leave it <laughs> and let it just be us here. <laughs> you think we were first? And he goes, oops, maybe I should start somewhere, somewhere else. I would like to think so because we do a lot of stuff that's not right. So I would like to think we're, that we were his first edition and he made some perfection out there. You know, I do have a theory. I, I do. Have a th- I think we are created, obviously, by something. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know what it is or who it is or anything like that, but maybe it's aliens and, you know, they're kind of maybe making us an experiment, okay? Could be. So in order for us to be an experiment, you need to have your, what's, what's the other thing you're comparing it to? Uh, you have to have your control. Your control. Okay. So there's two planets, basically, just like us. Mm-hmm. There's two Sydneys, there's two Kevins, there's two everybody's. It's on a different planet where there's no hunger, there's no war, there's no poverty, you know, there's no, fa- there's nothing, any like that, right? It's everyone lives in peace and harmony. It's a wonderful place to live. And what I think we should do is like take all of our, you know, take key to that and take all of our weapons of mass destruction and you know, everything and kill anything and then send off to space, then go over there and blow them up. <laughs> nice. Do you want to get rid of them? <laughs> yeah, let's get rid of them, man. I, I was getting ready to say we must be the bizarro world of that world, but <laughs> exactly. want to get rid of them. No, screw that, man. <laughs> it gives them the right to have fun and be, be, be like stress free. Like I'm talking to two different gas men here. What <laughs> <laughs> would you the guy I was talking to five minutes ago? I know. I'm just teasing. You know, I don't know, man. You think about that. I mean, I just saw a video on online. Of course, it's true. Um, you know, this guy is a CIA ex officer. Uh, he's like 80 years old. I think he's dying and he's on his deathbed. And he's talking about actually seeing aliens and meeting aliens. I would believe it. Yeah. I would believe it. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much I think that we don't know about. I have, I have a theory. It was not, it's not a theory, but I, I just have a thing like when we went from caveman to walking man, you know, that thinking process. Was it a like a light switch that just went off and all of a sudden we're smart and doing things or – that's right. been a slow, gradual change. I mean, you know, yeah, but, but well, I, I, to, I, I see where you're going. You're going. How did our brains evolve to be able to do this, to do that? Right. I mean, it seems like it was uh, on a fast, you know, forever it was nothing. Then all of a sudden it kind of went faster. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's it accelerated pretty quickly. I, I would agree with you. I, so. I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to drag me on this conspiracy <laughs> train with you. I see what you're trying that's to do. That's when the aliens came down and gave us the knowledge. Now, now I'm be in my car driving <laughs> home thinking about this stuff. Thanks. Well, you should. Don't you, don't you daydream about like what the hell this is all about? 
I daydream how I'm going to make my first million. That's <laughs> what I daydream about. <laughs> uh, right on, man. Well, you do, I, you got the uh, the club over there. It's um, Crack Ups Comedy Club. You can check it out, comedy, crackupscomedyclub.com. And I will be there next Friday and Saturday night, which I'm, I'm extremely looking forward to, uh, doing some comedy on stage, which I've been uh, slowly doing longer sets. And this is going to be a really fun time to really get up there and uh, stretch my legs out there and really get comfortable and not have to feel rushed and you know, that, and that's the thing too. I think when you're when you're a comedian, especially when you're when you're first starting off, is that when you get on stage, you're only on stage for a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. you know, and that's it. And then you get used to that. And then every time you go up, it's another three or four minutes, or five minutes maybe. You're lucky if it's six minutes or seven minutes. And then all of a sudden, maybe after a few months, a few maybe even a year, you have, you know, I got twenty minutes worth of material. Oh yeah, without even knowing. Absolutely. You're just practicing only five minutes of it at a time. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, well, but I can't go find a club that's going to give me 20 minutes of time. That's the, that's the hard part. Right. And in, in essence, you know, there, there's a lot of clubs here in Phoenix besides your mainstays. Tons. There's tons. I mean, it's uh, and, and a lot, and not really clubs, they're just shows, more or less. So you took the step to make it a club. Yeah, and I'm getting there. I've, I've taken a few steps. This was a client before, and I've known uh, the owner over there. Dave of Tosos for a long time now, and uh, he was a client of mine initially, and we used to do a comedy show there uh, every weekend, and uh, finally was able to work out a deal with them where we kind of were able to take over that side of the building, put a new sign up, uh, change the stage, do some other things in there, kind of give it more of a club feel. Yeah. Still a lot of work to do. We put a green room in there uh, because we want the comics to come out and be able to feel comfortable, put a TV in there and things like that. Nice. Set up our own menu just like you would at a club. So you want to, you know, put a lot of the aesthetics as much as possible in there. But we've still got some work to do. Well, that's really cool, man, to go that angle because, you know, I think a lot of people who have the shows, it's they're great and everything like that. Supporting local comedy is, is great, and there's a lot of places to do it at. But to give it that professional feel, it really is going to set you apart. And that's what I'm looking forward to next week, is like to be on a, a, you know, on another room that's here in Phoenix. And, and, and it, Phoenix is so spread out, I don't think people realize, you know, it's... You know, it's about an hour's drive to get from one side to the other. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's far. So when you don't have comedy club, when I mean, if you're in the northwest part of Phoenix, you know, chances of you going downtown or to Scottsdale, I mean, it's it's a far drive. It's a long, it's a big commitment for the night. Well, and that's one of the great things for us being where we are uh, is a lot of those people have been going. Down. I mean, they will come and see us from time to time when we were under the old business model. Um, but to see a show show, they would go down to Stand Up Live or wherever. And they've now been coming to us. And one of the great things, I just got a great compliment a couple of weeks ago, um, was that a few folks who went down, they called and got tickets. I talked to them for about five minutes, and they came out to the show. She said this was far better than any show that we ever been to at Stand Up Live. All right, good on. And then she came back the following weekend, and she brought 10 more people with her. Oh, right So, on. you know, that was that's the kind of thing that I'm looking for on the business side of it. Right. On the personal side, for my personal side, I just enjoy comedy and dealing with comics and trying to give people an opportunity. Right. And trying to find who's going to be the next funny person. My goal, ultimately, is to see you and whoever, if this is your career, Get the hell out of Phoenix. Right. That's what I always say, too. And go be able to, and be someone who can, you can go any place. Right. You know, you don't have to stay in the Phoenix circuit. That's my ultimate goal. And maybe when you make it that big, when you come back, you'll pop in the crack ups. But I think there's a lot of people, definitely, man. (laughs) (laughs) But I think there's a lot of people out there that just either are afraid to hit the road or, 
don't know how to do it. I mean, it's, it takes a commitment. You know, you, you have to quit your job in, in essence and or maybe take weekend trips, but mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's a very tough thing to do and to have that, you know, leave your comfort space, if you will, here in Phoenix. I would love to do it. I've done rooms in San Diego, L.A., um, in Buffalo when I was on my trip, and I loved it. It was so great to, to be in front of a room of people that never heard your stuff before. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's so exciting, you know, and to, to give them your, what you think is funny and then have them respond to it, it's, it's really cool. It's, it's rewarding to see that. So, you know, I, I'm going to be recording the show next weekend. That's, and, and that's good. Uh, yeah, so, well, with your blessings, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> and I want to use that as far as maybe something where I can send that to other clubs around, around the area, you know, the, the region, I should say, and see if I can't get, you know, somewhere, other, somewhere else I can start doing shows. We had a, uh, a very funny uh, comedian stage actor. Just, he's just an all-around great performer. Uh, we had him come in maybe a month ago, T.A. Burroughs. Uh, he came in, and for people who don't know who T.A. Burroughs is, he's been in the entertainment comedy and stage and everything acting for wow 30 years now and sounds familiar yeah i'm sure you've seen him yeah. um he knows everyone in town for the most part brian ritchie and everyone uh, bob Kubota. but he has uh sinbad gives him credit for giving him the idea and the love of wanting to be a comic uh he's opened up for bob hope way back in the day things like that and my first time i see him on stage was a couple years ago he opened up for brian mcknight down at wildport uh, Wild, Wild Horse Pass Casino down right. there. So that's my first time seeing on stage. But anyway, I brought him in, and he did a seminar for all the young comics that come out and hang out at Crack Ups. Oh, nice. And uh, he was up there for about two and a half hours just of his own uh, time, and, and it didn't cost a, d- a dime. Right. Um, and it was it was really something good. And I had about 20 comics that came out and really soaked up that knowledge. Great, so, man. And that's the kind of thing I want to do, stuff that's free for people who want to be funny. Yeah, that's, well, comics are broke, so... <laughs> I know that's why I try to offer food and beer as much as I can at the end of the show. That's cool, man. I mean, I, you know, you know what's up. You've seen other people run places and stuff, and kind of gives you an idea. You know what? I, if, if I ran my own, I, this is the way I do it, and you're doing it. Yeah, I'm trying so, to. That's trying great, to. man. Well, that's good. Good for you, man. I'm looking forward to next week. So I'm looking forward to some more radio here. It's uh, we got 1:45 right now, so we have a couple uh, an hour 45, hour 15 before we get out of here. Yeah, uh, we're gonna do porno music tonight next hour. Uh, we'll play some of that, and uh, I'll also talk about uh, sports. I love sports. Um, all right, we'll talk about some of that. We have uh, the San Diego Cab Company in trouble. I, I was going to go through some Arizona headlines, too, so we'll talk about that. Let's take a break. We'll come back, and uh, I guess being single in America is uh, the new thing. It's, it's in. It's, where is that? <laughs> Let's make it happen. I'm single. Are you single? I got a girlfriend. <laughs> you have a girlfriend? I got a girlfriend. All right, yeah. so is that single or no? That's not single. You know what? I think it all depends on who you ask. So uh. I never say I'm single. If another <laughs> woman comes over and asks, I have to say, no, I have a girlfriend. We, we'll discuss that when we come back. <laughs> Here's Purple Peach from Sun Club, music from Maryland, and it's right here as you go global with Gas Man.
Nightmares is the tune. I love that song. I like from, that one. Yeah, those, they're such a fun band. They're from Seattle, by the way. The Hoot Hoots. Uh, check them out if you can online. I did some videos on there for the uh, radio gas page on YouTube. You can check them out too. And they were in studio uh, a couple years ago for the radio show um, 93.9 that I was on. I, ma- I made the statement last night. I, I, I left my nine year uh, job. Well, it wasn't really a job, I was volunteering. Is that what you were doing? Yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> Did you know you were volunteering? Yeah, apparently I <laughs> forgot I was volunteering, I think is what happened. Uh, no, it was a great experience and everything. I loved it, but it was just time to move on and move to, move to another level. So uh, right now um, we're doing the podcast only, but uh, I will return to FM radio soon. I'm looking forward to that. So uh, I'm, I just, I don't know, there's something about that. Um, the radio, you know, I, I just love doing, I like doing this. Don't get me wrong. This is really just another newfound love, you know, doing the podcast or right. doing the on-demand radios we're doing right here, live internet radio, which we're on right now, voiceamerica.com, which is the, the world leader in live radio on the internet. And uh, you can always check out my uh, shows in the past. You know, it's on iTunes, and I think Stitcher as well, and you can check them out at your own time. Uh, we've got some great interviews, some amazing reggae bands that have stopped by, comedians. I've talked to movie directors. Uh, we've had... Um, just interesting people come in, man. You know, really, really cool stuff. Makes life go by easier. Yeah, it's fun. You know, it's it's what I like. It's what I enjoy doing. You know, and uh, last week I played some of the, my interviews when I was in Montreal for the Just for Last festival. I went up there and uh, just you know that's kind of what going global is all about. You know, we want to hit the road. We want to get out there. So you know, as the show progresses, maybe we can take going global with Gas Man somewhere else and uh, broadcast in a different city. And that's where it's at. Yeah. You got to be able to get out and that's, stretch your legs a little bit. Yeah, we're talking about that as far as the comedy thing goes. You know, comedians just don't want to hit out the road. And it's the same with music. You know, I mean, bands don't leave and they sit here in the same city milking it, milking it, milking it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you got to get out, man. You got to find somewhere else you can go. And, and that's where you really find the resolve of a band or a comedian in a sense is are you really ready to step out and hit the road? Right. You know, or do you think you can really make it here, which you're not? You know, I mean, on the rare, rare, rare occasion that a comedian would find you on stage and go, wow, I really like this guy. I'm going to take him with me. Right. I mean, that's not really going to happen. Although it has happened to a few comedians we've had here. 
I'm not going to lie. Uh, Steve Short, Buzz Krause. Yep. Uh, got picked up. Russell Peters uh, picks him up, um, and he's got a few other big big names. Yeah, a couple uh, that that work with him. So that's very cool for him. Um, a few others. Brian Ritchie got out. He started doing deal. Hughley. Deal. Hughley picked him up and, and went on the road with him. So yep. I mean, it's there. You just have to have the content, you know. And you know, Sidney Smith is with me right here, comedian in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, running his own club, CrackUpsComedyClub.com. And uh, next weekend, I'll be headlining there. So I'm looking forward to Friday and Saturday night over at the club. So, um, you know, but you talk about, you know, getting getting out there, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's having that material, being ready for it, you know, having that commitment of doing what you need and what you want to do. And what I find is that the energy in Phoenix is is not there in a hole. It's there in pockets. And it's not there as far as if you went to like an L.A., or New York, or Boston, you know, or a scene like that where you're in the mix of everything. You're right. around it. It's right. always around you. You feel it, you know. Here, it's not quite that. Yeah, L.A. especially, because you go there, everyone's there trying to be somebody, right. you know, be something. So definitely, L.A. has a different feel to it. We've got a lot of, uh, got a lot of factions in the Phoenix area. Yeah. So I, I, I think that hurts us a lot. There's, like you were saying, there's a lot of clubs and there's a ton of shows that you can do. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes you have to be in the right click right. to be able to do it and get everything that you should be given when you go in that room. Yeah, and, you know, and what's sad is that, as I noticed in some of them, is that you know they're putting up comics, this and that, and, and it's just... You know, it's. I guess it's more if, if you're there all the time. You're, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get the grease. You know, I mean, it's, you, you got to show up, and I, I haven't been able to show up as much as I would like to, at least be in the scene as much as I can. So I'm trying to be out and step out more. And but it's also, I, I don't know. I just think sometimes, you know, when you're looking at favoritism over talent, mm -hmm. I think that's where you run into problems. Definitely. Um, I I found out myself just a couple of weeks ago through some of the young guys who come out to my club that my nickname on the street now is drill sergeant and coach <laughs> uh, because I'm 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 pretty strict about how I run the room um, as far as how I want time to be right. attention to the light and even my open mics I mean even on the flyers it says seriously funny and that's because I take comedy seriously right and I I demand that of whoever comes out to the open mic to make sure you, you know a lot of places that they can go they go and they do all the extracurricular things to getting drunk getting high stumbling on stage forgetting material and that's just stuff I don't allow yeah right, exactly and then why would you want to portray that on the show exactly when people because that's gonna be the last time those people show up to see a show well, this was stupid that guy was lame, you know, and it just, yeah, it's just sometimes, you know, I mean, but you need your workup rooms and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. for crack ups, it's Friday and Saturday nights. Is that it? We do the open mics on Wednesday nights. Okay. Um, I'm looking at putting the Thursday night together right now. So I'm going to be sitting down with a couple of young comics. Uh, I had a couple I sat down with last week, try to see what ideas they had. But I have one of my own that I want to do that I've, that I'm kind of stealing from Nick Cannon. Um, and I, but I need to get some uh, some comics <laughs> get some comics involved. Well, right on. All right, Sidney Smith is hanging out with us here, going global with gas, man. And uh, before we went to break, and played those wonderful tunes, by the way. And if you want to have a, a song, maybe that uh, you want to hear on the program, and it's from an independent band, not signed, a band that's working hard, trying to find their way to, you can send me an email. It's Kevin at withgas.com. There's two S's there. Kevin at withgas.com. Send me those emails and let me know what bands and I'll find them online. We'll like them on Facebook and then we'll just go from there. Absolutely. Everybody helping. And we play everything. You know, I haven't played any reggae yet. Just, uh, you know, but uh, we're going to play a little metal too. Uh, I got some bad fish on the way, it looks like. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> that's the shirt. Oh, that's, wait, bad fish. I meant brewfish. Yeah, brewfish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, got when you, I got you back. I know, but you know what bands like they make their, their, their names? It's like, Okay, Brewfish is good. Badfish is a band, obviously, but they're cl they're close. Yes, they're just close. That's all I'm saying. 
I searched far and wide when I was trying to come up with a name for the club, and I was on Google and talking to everybody I could to make sure I wasn't taking something that someone else already had. It wasn't? Had been used, no. Really? Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. Because yeah. there's a lot of different style clubs that are almost the same sounding, but... It's, oh, so many tons. And so I, I feel I've gotten one that's pretty original because I get a lot of, when did you, how'd you come up with that name? Or I said, just... Oh, that's good, man. Yeah, so I, I searched far and wide before I gave interesting. it Interesting. Right, all right. Well, good for you, man. Uh, you're also a single man. We were talking about this earlier off the I, break. We I said you're trying to get me in trouble with my <laughs> girlfriend at home. <laughs> well, it was funny is that we were talking about, just before we went to break, is that being single in America has been uh, is now more than 50% of the American population. 124 million well, 124.6 million Americans are single as of August, and that's uh, and and 50.2 percent of those were 16 and older, which makes me like. So we draw the line at 16. Like, who's getting married at 16, and what does constitute being single? Are we gonna let them vote now too? <laughs> <laughs> they can drive cars, but yeah. Um, what do you What do you think as far as like being single? Um, as far as being single, well, I think I think if you're in a relationship, you're not single. Right. I know some people think if you're well, if I'm just dating, I'm single. I don't care if I'm in a relationship until I'm married, I'm not attached. That's the that's the line right there. That's being, what some people being say. married. Yeah, right. Some people, right. Some people. I know. I say if you're dating in a in a mutually exclusive relationship, that's it. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure this is about being married. And the thing is, what's scary is that to add 16 year olds, as far as being married, well, they're doing a. Oh, well, they're doing a lot of things that uh, that people that are they're older than that aren't doing. So I think they <laughs> think they can be polled. Well, like I, I know um, the, uh, the divorce rates higher. <laughs> so we're seeing a lot more of that. So a lot more people are staying single, considering uh, how much it's going to cost to be married, especially when you have kids and yeah. you know that that's pretty ridiculous. And you think about what it's going to cost you to get a divorce if you did, with the kids and everything. Right. So now you have this new, I guess, wave of people, and every single commercial on TV is for the family, <laughs> right? Where are they? <laughs> I saw one of the uh, political. I think I think she's running for attorney general for Arizona, and her one of her things she says, and I will fight and protect the families, and I'm like. What are you protecting them from? What are families under siege from? Right. I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. Is it from single people? I mean, are they? I, what do they do? They partying on their lawns? I you mean, know what? I, I, <laughs> what are they doing? I really think those commercials are meant for Hispanics and white people. I really, I really <laughs> do. I don't. And so you have to ask one of them what they're under siege from because I don't know. I don't know either, man. I was like, yeah, protect the family. I mean, well, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, you're going to make them stay married? Is this what you're saying? I'm going to keep it together somehow? It's or? an empty statement. It's just a statement that strikes. It's one of those code words. Family is a code word for politicians. Mm -hmm. Family. I love family. Values is a huge code, right? Values. And they have none. <laughs> they have Right. None. They never speak exactly what values we're talking about. It's a family values. Or what does that mean? If they were smart, they would be talking, especially in this area, they would be talking to Hispanics and talking to women. Right. And but, women have really changed. I mean, that's probably why that number is so high, because there's a lot of women you meet now who have no desire to get married. Right. I, I run into them all the time, and yeah. it's fine. And I don't, you know, I, I think women are waking up to that, too. You yeah. know, I think a lot of women are like, you know what? I, I don't want to be with this loser. It's not what it used to be anymore. <laughs> well, I would, I would think it's that. I think just over time, things change. You know, right. More and more women have gotten divorced and are raising kids on their own and uh, feel like they don't need to have that in their life. So what do you th what do you think is what maybe see as far as changes go? Do you think there'll be a <clears throat> excuse me a more uh, a, a, I guess a push towards reaching out to the single Americans as opposed to the family Americans? Uh, when it comes to the politicians, politicians maybe even commercials. 
Um, I think that <laughs> it's going to sound probably a little negative, but reach out to whoever they feel they're going to vote, who's going to vote, whoever they can get that vote from. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a given. I mean, and, uh, and who's going to spend money. Um, I do think that, again, with Arizona, yes, there's going to be more. If they get smart, they're going to reach out more to the Hispanics. That's really where Mitt Romney lost his way um, and, and, and the presidential election before that. Lost their way by not reaching out, getting that Hispanic vote. Right. Um, I talk to African Americans, and for you people who don't know, I'm African American, and I speak to my uh, own African American people all the time who say we don't get our fair share because we don't we don't come together and do anything. Right. I mean, you look at this country right now. So to answer your question, it's actually going to be reaching out, I think, to the alternative lifestyle group right. and the Hispanic group. That will be where they reach out to. You talk about just the Republicans, or talk about both parties? Both parties. Both parties. Both parties. You know, I mean, it's uh, yeah. I mean, we're seeing it. Obviously, it's it's you know, you got the the attempt on TV now for Cristela. You know, mm-hmm. that TV show mm-hmm. that's just pure Hispanic, uh, which uh, um, Fluffy's on it, which is cool. Yeah. Gabriel, Gabriel Iglesias. Yep. So I wish him well on that. But um, I I don't I don't know. It's such a I think that's a sticky line. The Hispanic line is a sticky line with the politicians. I, I think they want to, but they're not. It's it's so fake. To see them try to warm up to him, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, right. It, it doesn't seem authentic. It's not real. It's it's almost like you know talking to your gardener or your maid. That's that's you know, I think how I see them talking to the Hispanic culture, and and it's and it's sad because you know these you know Hispanics have made up what this country is too. I mean, absolutely, they're part of what we do, and, and that's another thing I, t- I think about as far as like our culture of America. You know, everyone's like, well. Our, we're losing our country, you know. The country, take, well, this is our country. This is what we are, you know. I think we're, we spend so much time in division as opposed to realizing that, you know, why we're really here. And I think that message is so lost right now that we, you know, divided we fall. I mean, that's where we're at right now. So to commute or to, to bring everybody together, the community, you know, is it going to take a, a rich white man to get, to get every? I mean, I don't know. It could if he's smart. Well, that, well, that could never happen. I, I don't really ever see us all coming together like that. And again, I hate to be negative. I just don't see it because there's so many conversations that I hear take place. Well, if they're getting more, then I'm losing somehow. Right. You know, so, so it's every segment doesn't want to lose anything. I, yes, I want them to have more, but take it from him. Right. You know, don't take it from me. So, and, it's, and as far as what you were saying, as far as them trying to reach out to the Hispanic community, I agree with you. I really think that the Dem- the Democratic Party has lucked out with Barack Obama, and then there's a couple of uh, individuals. I want to say the mayor of San Antonio, and he has a twin brother. I want to say who's in the uh, who's in Congress. I can their names escape me right now, but they're identical twins, um, and they're Hispanic. The Democratic Party has lucked out with having them to do the talking for them, right? And then having Barack Obama to be able to do the speaking to the African American community, right? Um, the Republicans are, have been trying to ever since Barack got into office. They've been trying to find a brother. Um, who's a Republican <laughs> right. that they can throw and out it's there? It's fake. It's it's like it's very. And fake. they come with Herman Cain. Herman Cain, <laughs> um, which obviously he had to go by the wayside because he had his own issues. But now you see the big face that's out there all the time now is is Michael Steele is always out there on and, and MSNBC and things right. like that. Do you see him as a as a presidential? No, 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 no. Right. I mean, just as just that African American voice okay. that can get out there out front for okay, the Republican well, Party. As being African American, is that someone you can relate to, Richard Steele? I, Richard Steele is not, and this is speaking for someone who has voted Republican more often than not, um, because of exactly what you said. He he comes off as fake. Uh, you know, it comes off, and even with the with the, with the Republican Party, you can kind of see why you put him out front because 
you want them out front because you just want to try to pull it in. It's, it doesn't seem authentic. For right, me. exactly. I mean, you're looking at, you know, an Alfonso <laughs> Rivera. You know, you're looking at a Carlton right. or a, a Fred G. Sanford. I mean, right, <laughs> right. What, what would be, you know, you need someone who's who understands the African-American community, and I don't think Richard Steele does. I mean, you, yeah, it's Richard Steele. I don't know why I said Michael Steele. Uh, oh, was it Michael Steele? I think it's Michael Steele. Oh, whatever, either way. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure he... We're not politically correct here, by the way. I understand. He, I, I believe he does. I mean, he is an African-American. I'm sure he came up through. Um, but I just need it. I need you to do it because you want to do it, not because you feel it's a necessity. Right, I got you. And when you start doing things because it feels like it's a necessity, then it, it, it rings false. So, but, but Barack Obama didn't run on being, I'm, I'm, I'm a black man, I'm going to be the president, and this and that. It was no. just, I, it's almost like he had to distance himself as much as possible just to be, I'm a regular person, I just happen to be black and white, and this is who I am. Right. But, you know, I mean, that's how you have to approach it, isn't it? You have to, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you want to get the uh, Caucasian vote, right. you can't be too black. Right. Um, and I think that goes with right now. And when I hear white people say, well, I'm losing, well, I'm losing my country. Right. Well, I'm here to tell you you're not because I still can't be too black. <laughs> um, you still have to have a certain side of you that makes Caucasians feel okay as an African-American. Right. Uh, when you, if you want to do business in this country in any way, shape, or form, and especially if you want to be president, absolutely. Yeah, how, how I mean, you're... You, I don't know. How, what do you think as far as years from now? I mean, people say we've come so far, but I mean, do you think we even come a halfway far, or do you think we've crossed that halfway point? I mean, we're better than we used to be, right? Uh, but are we to the point where any black person will be able to get up there and run for president and have a, a fair and equal shot? No, I don't think so. We're we're we both may be dead and in the ground for a few years before another African American is in office, even a full blood. African-American. <laughs> well, you know what? Under the rules by our, our, our forefathers, he is. one <laughs> drop of blood in you makes you African-American. <laughs> Not so. like a, the Jewish family where if your mom's Jewish, you're Jewish. Well, you know, I think I heard a comic say this before, but I know the, uh, a lot of Caucasians have been really playing this like it's a tie because he's <laughs> half black and he's half white. So. Right, right. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, he's African American. You're right, exactly. So you get the full, you know, mother's black, but he's, you know, dad's black, and then here you go. Now you got a guy running for for office. It's um, let's just be happy he's half black because if he was full black, I would only imagine how much Congress would have seized up and not done anything because they haven't done anything for the last six years. Yeah, he hasn't brought his black out because he's <laughs> getting ready to come out. <laughs> they don't do something for him. I think what's going to happen is at the very end, he's like, you know what, I'm out. You can't do anything to me. <laughs> you can like try to expel me, whatever it is, but uh, here it comes. You know, the, like the last week or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just says he lets it go. Yeah, it oh man, he starts twerking on the. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, what is with this? Is, is Miley Cyrus something <laughs> from twerking? I don't know. Uh, I'm not into flat ass white her. women for the most part, but <laughs> but if but but if you're worth two hundred fifty million dollars, I'll take some of that. Yeah, right. Uh, Sydney Smith is with us here, going global with Gas Man. It's your Saturday afternoon. We're in the second hour too. We're here till three p.m. Pacific time. Every Saturday we start this uh, show off at one p.m. and we end it at three. We play some music from across the globe, all independent bands and signed art, unsigned artists. We like to jam here on Going Global with Gas Man, and we bring in comedians. It's the show's called it's, it's Going Global with Gas Man. Music, comedy, and life. And I think we're kind of touching up on a lot of that right now, which is very cool. And uh, you talk about being single. I mean, you, met, you wrote a, a blog. I did. What's, I did. That, what's that about? I started writing it, actually, be, uh, because I have, I have a lot of female friends who ask me for advice. And sometimes it's just it's like trying to pour, <laughs> trying to squeeze blood out of a turnip to get them to listen to this advice I'm giving them. But it was called Why He Won't Marry You. And basically it was a blog for the females 
because a lot of females think that a guy who's still single, there's something wrong with him. And I, I really want them to know, no, it's you. <laughs> it's just not him. Uh, I'm 38, and you, I'm right at that age now where women start saying, oh, you're not married? What's, what is wrong with you? Yeah, I've had a few of those. Right. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> it's you and your, and your kind. Yeah. I, I, had, I had a lady tell me I was undateable. Right. You get that before? I have. Okay, undateable. Um, there's something wrong with you. I've gotten that oh, yeah. before. So I've had a girl laugh at me before. Really? Yeah, I thought that was kind of rude. That was rude, and that's why she's probably still single. <laughs> right, exactly. Which is, I, I always throw it back at her. Like, What's who, wrong with you? Yeah, who's going to want to be with that? Well, Nobody. Some, somebody, well, thing is, somebody will be. My philosophy is, is that, you know, like you see a, a pretty unattractive woman walking across the street with a kid mm -hmm. in her hands. Mm -hmm. She's got a kid in a stroller. It's a kid in her belly. <laughs> You're like, that's sexy. Someone is having sex with this woman. Yeah. So... I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying is like women think they're hot and everything like that and they are there's a lot of beautiful women out in the world I'm saying is like guys really aren't very choosy no you're right you're right I tell I, I love to tell women who are really high on themselves look there's nothing really special about you yes right. you're beautiful you have nice eyes or whatever but when you when it gets down to bro, uh, brass tacks I'll put you in a bar with a chick who's completely opposite of you, and she'll get laid just like you will when it when the clock strikes two in the, in the <laughs> right. morning. I mean, there's nothing special about. So you it. think it's a it's a getting laid challenge is what it is? Uh, I think they have a lot of challenges. Um, actually, <laughs> I think there's a lot of challenges that they have. But uh, is it? I mean, it's it, what what is is it's finding the hot guy for them. You know, they want to find the hot guy who's got the awesome job, mm -hmm. and the, the car to boot would be great for them. You know, especially in Scottsdale. Absolutely. I mean, your bank account's more important than your personality, obviously. I've never picked up a woman from Scottsdale. Yeah, it's very rare. Um, it has happened. Only because I don't try. Only because <laughs> I don't try because I refuse to sit here and show you tax returns and and all that stuff. I'm not going to do all that. Uh, the one I picked up was pre-op, but that's another story. <laughs> Uh, we have to hear about that one. <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> have to hear about that. I did tell it once on the on the radio a long time ago. Maybe we'll talk about it. Soon. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, it, women. You know, they. It, it, you're right. It's just you know they're not interested. So it's hard to find that quality in a woman. You know, that's that understands and gets it. And I think a lot of girls these days. I don't know, man. I think the mentality of. I don't know what, the, what you meet women now. I mean, what what do you think their mentality is these days? Uh, for a lot of them is what can I get and my thing that I like to tell women especially my female friends you guys may be as smart as you think you are but men are not as dumb as you think we are right okay um, we, you know we're hunters by nature so a man knows how to set the right trap for the right type of woman he's looking for mm. so if you find yourself in a position in a situation where you're just being dominated or in a relationship with this guy who's overly dominant it's not by accident you know he set the right traps along the way and you go went ahead and you took the treats as you went mm. and and it's i mean i mean we're hunters we know a man who wants a woman who's submissive he, we know how to get it we a man who wants a woman for a night or someone he can call whenever he wants it we know how to get it you guys are playing the same tricks that you've been taught and you haven't adjusted your game interesting you know uh steve harvey has this book that which i enjoy his comedy i really don't care for the book very much the movie is very entertaining um and he has that one rule, which I think is an absolutely silly rule, the 90-day rule, where a woman should not give it up for 90 days. And if a man will wait, then, ha-ha, he's, he's right for you. Come on. That, that may have worked 40, 50 years ago. Right, very old-fashioned. In 2014, if you make a man wait 90 days, 
you make a man wait 90 days, uh, chances are if he waits, it's probably because he's got something else he's getting on the side while right. he's waiting for you. Right. And women don't think that way. So you know, I just try to enlighten them little things like that. So women need to be aware of, of the guy's game in a sense or be aware of what they're getting themselves into, knowing what kind of guy, maybe identify the kind of guy that they're – because I think that's the problem is, you know, man, first of all, guys don't show their true colors. No. So that's the mystery part too. I mean, you're looking, you know – Talk about Ray Rice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a prime example of you know a guy setting his trap for the woman, and then she's stuck in it now. Um, so I mean, like you know, when women need to understand. I guess that I mean, so how many types of guys are there out there? Tons, yeah. I mean, that have this. You know, I mean, everyone goes out their own special way. Mm-hmm. Um, some stalk, you That's know, right? <laughs> some maybe poke you on Facebook and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, keep it nice and subtle, and hopefully the girl will pick it up. And usually they don't. Mm-hmm. I've poked enough girls on Facebook to know. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Free out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, is that what it is? Or, or just women just aren't going to think in that direction? You know, they just don't really, the guy's hot and that kind of supersedes anything else. And, and that's, and it, but it, it just goes to wherever their mindset is at. Some women are looking for that hot guy and no matter what. But I can tell you one thing about that Ray Rice thing. That wasn't the first time he hit her. Right. Um, and, and, and there's no way you spit in a woman's face the way he did and slap her in that elevator the way he did unless you had done that before. Right. Uh, so I'm sure he has laid his trap for her. And I saw someone ask a question on Facebook. You know, everyone likes to ask their little questions, get people to answer them. Uh, when do you know that you're in an abusive relationship? The first time you get abused. That's when right. you know. And, you know, so. But what, 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 you know, obviously I'm thinking the, the showing, even though she's still staying with him, they got married and everything like that. And mm-hmm. we don't know how soon after this, you know, he got you know, suspended. Will she leave him or not? I mean, the option is there. If she stays, then it's true love. If she leaves him, then she's been gold digging him. Um, I don't even say that it's true love if she stays. I can't, I, I can't say that because I don't know the nature of the relationship. Okay. You know, who knows what well, he's That's fair, had. right. I mean, I, who, we're speculating. We like to judge. You know? who, knows what, who knows what she he's threatened her with possibly. Right. I mean, uh, you, you got to look at the big picture. When you look at the, the, um, the evidence, you know, the thing is, is I'm sure they were high school sweethearts, right? Mm-hmm. He was a football star. Mm-hmm. She's, I got to think, man. She's like, this guy's ahead of the NFL. I got a cash ticket here, man. And you, and you may be right. And at some point in time, I'm, I'm just, again, not being in a relationship, she had a decision to make. Right. And do I sell myself into this situation or do I walk away? Because, again, I can't believe that's the first time. I just can't believe you slap your wife that way and drag her out like a sack of potatoes and right. then kick her. Right. And you've never done this before. Right. This, this just happened. It I can't. Disturbing video. And, you know, it's the, the news stations have taken liberty to play it over and over and over and over again. Ratings, baby. <laughs> Which... You know, I had a big stink about that, and I and somebody posted. I posted on Facebook. I said, "What's going on?" You know, it's disgusting. I try to avoid it, and you know, and, you know, our local news stations are playing it. It's like, why are you playing it? You know, if we want to watch it, we can go find it. You know, right. we don't need to show it. And this guy defended it. He's like, "Well, people need to see this to show what it is. To see, you know, to, to physically see what domestic violence really is." Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can watch any number of movies to watch that as well. But and this is the real deal, obviously. Classic. What's, What's that? The burning bed. Classic. Yeah, I mean, right. So you can see it. It's, a, it's just if you want to, um, but having to play it on the local news and at a nauseum, just keep doing it and keep doing it. It just it saddens me <laughs> as far as like our 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 media coverage is. is you wanted to throw that out there. I, I just don't think it was necessary to air. To be honest with you, it already been shown. And we, you know, we've already seen it. And 
I, I'm definitely surprised that she's still with him at this point because it has been seen. I, I, I really believe you can almost get away with anything with your spouse as long as you don't embarrass them. And once it's made public, and I don't know how many of her friends and family knew this was even going on, but... She's probably abusive. I, I, I wouldn't put it out that she hit on him a lot of times. She, and, and you may be right. And you may be right. And I don't know if that would be even in defense of herself. Who no, knows? And right. maybe just a weird situation that right. they're in. She's been in this relationship for so long. Mm-hmm. You, I, you know that they fought each other. You know she's, she's a tough girl, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she likes to stick up for herself. I don't know. They, they have a... I was just watching it on one of those news stations. Um, they were talking about the conversation that took place between uh, Ray and the security guard. Uh, when the security guard came over, he dragged her out the elevator. Right. And you can see when she comes through, I guess the first thing out of her mouth was, how could you do that to me? I'm the mother of your child. So I don't think that this, that this, <laughs> maybe this isn't something she's used wants to. to do all the time. Right. Um, or he maybe has never been, that left hook was vicious. It was hor- It was horrible. Vicious. It was horrible. I mean, like, how, did he, how could you even succumb to that? How could you even want to do something like that? That's the sad part, is that to think that this is good. I mean, you can't just bear hug her, <laughs> you know? Well, and, and I have a daughter and I have a baby sister, and, and I tell my sister the same thing I tell my girlfriend now, who I just, I just adore. Um, I would like to know, and I feel like this way with my daughter as well, that you can be independent and be on your own, no matter how much money I'm making, whoever you're with is making. Um, Worst case is worse. They get hit by a bus. You can still be independent and do it on your own. Right. And I think that goes the same way with the relationship. Worst comes to worst this relationship. You should still feel like, all right, I can step out of here and do this on my own and not have to put up with that. That's the scary part. There's a lot of women who give up everything. You know, they don't have anything when they go into a relationship with somebody who's taking care of the bills and the house and everything like that. So right. where do they go? You know, that's, that's, I think, what keeps them from not going anywhere. I've been in situations where I didn't make a lot of money um, and been and dated women who did make more money than I did and, uh, and, and been in a situation where this relationship is not exactly what I signed up for. And, sometimes, and, and women have that fall prey to the same thing where they feel like they have all the power and everything's going to be my way. And uh, I know myself, I'll, I'll step away in a minute. I'll, if I got to eat beans out of a can, you know, um, and I've, I've stayed at a hotel when I first lost my job way, way back years ago when I got laid off. Um, I didn't have any place to go when I went through my savings and everything. And I would just use my, uh, I would just use my uh, unemployment check and I would get a room. And that's where I would take my daughter and have her for the weekends and everything because I didn't have any place else to go. Hmm. And I would rather do that than be under someone's foot uh, and under their power. I think the inability for people to see what they're in early on in the relationship yeah. is, and that's when you really have to cut it. Cl- because like the deeper you get into it, the harder it is. So yeah, if you can recognize the signs quickly, and get out of it quickly. And, yeah, because sometimes I have a friend of mine who's going through some things right now back home in Michigan, and uh, <laughs> I told him, "You you'll be in a if you're not careful, you'll be in a relationship and won't even realize you're in a relationship." Right. Because that's how it goes. No one asks. It's not like happy days. I ask you to steady. <laughs> you're in a relationship. You didn't even know you were in it. You wear my ring. And it's the same thing for women. You are. Women say, I wonder if I'm his girlfriend. Well, if you wonder, then you're not his girlfriend. Right. <laughs> I mean, you'll right. know. So you're, you're definitely right. You've got to be more self-aware of what's going on. Stay single, my friends. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is, that, <laughs> is that what this all boils down to? That's not what I said. Sidney um, Smith is with me right now. He's going global with gas, man. Let's play official version. This song is called Stalker Love, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. Of course. Yeah, of course it does. All right, we'll play this. They're from here in Phoenix, Arizona. We'll come back. we got porno music or not along the way.
Riviera with Somebody Take Me. It's going global with Gas Man music from Los Angeles, and you can find them online, fallenriviera.com. And uh, we were, uh, you got buzz. Somebody texted you about some of the uh, misknowledge we've been given, so I apologize for that. I should, I should know better, but I. I have an antenna on my TV now <laughs> when I watch it, so I don't really get the CNNs anymore. I don't get the names of, uh, you know, so we, we mess up. It's not Richard, it's not Michael Steele, right? What no, is it? Well, no, I think we had that right. It was Michael <laughs> Steele, um, and, it's, and it's from a good buddy out there, Jerry Johnson. Definitely appreciate it. A little shout-out to you there. Uh, we definitely appreciate the <clears throat> the extra names here, but we forgot about Tavis Smiley and right. Cornell West. And I, so there's a couple of other brothers out there that right. the Republican Party's backing right. to bump up against. Uh, and, and Jerry puts it here very... Humorously, he calls a black on black crime. <laughs> so, let's shout out there to my man Jerry uh, and right T.A. Burroughs as well. Yeah, well, thanks for listening, man. I appreciate that as well. Uh, that's Sydney Smith hanging out with me, and uh, crackupscomedyclub.com is the show that I'll be at next Friday and Saturday night headlining, which I'm excited about. And it's funny because, you know, we're both comedians, mm-hmm. but yet we're not like when you meet comedians. You know, they're like, hey, I'm a comedian, man. You know, like they're always like have to tell you something funny. They have to always do something funny. Right. I just, uh, we're, we're not that style. No. Not <laughs> so at all. I, was not like, at all. I was thinking about this. I'm like, well, you know, it's like, I've, you know, yeah. I like the conversations we're having. But it's, you know, that's the thing is like, I always think when, you know, when I meet people out in the, the, they're a comedian, it's like, all right, settle down. Right. <laughs> it, you don't have to always be on. Right. Just right. take it easy. Right, exactly. Relax, man. Let the funny happen naturally. But I do think being well rounded in a lot of different things, politics, religion, whatever you may have you, um, it helps with your comedy. Yeah, I mean, it's it should. I mean, it's you, where else are you going to draw from, you know? Well, because especially doing open mics like we've done coming up, you don't know who's going to be in that room that night. Right. So what are you going to do? You're going to do that same set about uh, farting uh, on your little brother's head right. to a room full of 40, 50-year-old people? You know, I always think about, like, like material comedians tell in front of crowds. You know, some of it is, like, really... It's really gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just gross. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not even like... Why, how, why would you even think that's funny? But they do it. And is, is that just maybe the sign of the times of comedians feeling they have to be so obscure, so 
different or do you think they're just not thinking that way? <laughs> I, I think a lot of it they're not thinking at all. Right. And whoever's booking them, whether it be the promoter or, or their agent or manager, whoever it may be, is not thinking either. Right. Uh, I, I'm really big on branding. I really won't do anything if it doesn't better my brand somehow, some way. Um, you know, even you asking me to come and do this, it had to be something positive for my brand. If yeah. this was just a bunch of fraternity guys doing something in their basement, I wouldn't have be here. Um, and that's what I try to teach these guys. That was, my, that was my radio show, by the way. Hey, <laughs> I wouldn't have been there, no. Um, but I, I, try to tell these, I try to tell these guys, it's, it's always about the memory that you want to leave. And I had a comic here I'm, is, who just uh, recently, he wrote this joke, which is funny, but I, I believe it denigrates women and, and, and women who've had miscarriages. And I told him, do not, you, he's, he was my guest host, but I said, you're not telling that joke this weekend. And he didn't tell it. Uh, and I tried to explain to him why. I said, who comes out to shows? It's women. There's couples, and then if there's women there, they're bringing their girlfriends. Who chooses where those women are gonna go if you're in a relationship? The woman does. Why do you want women to get up and say, I never wanna see that kid again? Hmm. Why do I want them to get up and say, I never wanna come back to crack ups again because right. of that one joke? And that's what people really need to think about. It's show business, it's not show friends. Oh, interesting, man. I, I, I think sometimes, you know, I after shows and there's a lot of girls in the audience and stuff like that, I, I'm not really lucky with them mm -hmm. because I just know some of my material is probably <laughs> just a turnoff. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, just re I really truly believe sometimes, I mean, but I'm, I, I'm smart about it now. I learned how to work around that. But right. I, I truly believe sometimes that the material you say, yeah, you're going to affect people. Absolutely. And they're going to forget you right away or they're going to remember you. Because I've had you know, a few people tell me that you know, when they're in the supermarket, they, they laugh because of one of my jokes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's, that's great, man. That's mm -hmm. what I want. You know, I want you to see what I see. And, and because it's, it is a joke, you right. know, what, what is uh, being sold to us, what's being shown to us, what's being told to us, everything is, is just, you know, it's all made up, man. <laughs> you know, in a sense, it's, so you have to kind of look at it in, in, in an angle of, I'm going to call you out. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I, how, how I do my uh, material. I've always felt like comedy is, is definitely a teaching moment. It's an opportunity to be up there doing something that 99% of the world is afraid to do. Right. This is an opportunity to not only entertain, but maybe teach them something along the way. Right. That's why I think it's so much more important to do comedy. That's why Chris Rock is one of my favorite comics right now for me. I mean, he's who I modeled myself when I first started. Every comic does that when you first start. You try to model after who's your favorite. But he's someone I, I, I really enjoy because he tells jokes, but he teaches. And Chris Rock can even chastise you. you know, I've seen him do it to sold-out crowds, and these people still love it. And you get up, and not only did you have a great time, but you're smarter for it. Right. You, you leave with some bit of knowledge. And I think all comics, I mean, we really owe that, not just to ourselves, because we've lived so much. Uh, as you've gotten older, a lot of comics, we have so much pain. Right. For a lot of, we've lived a lot. Um, and you're really doing a disservice to yourself and whoever comes out to see you if you're not sharing that. I think the ability to show people what you see and how you see mm -hmm. it it's almost like you like wake up you know you want to kind of right. like, take them by the shoulders and right. shake them a little bit go yo right. <laughs> this is how it is right you know you're i mean I, I people i think are catching on though i think a lot of people out there are wisening up our society is kind of like i think more more apt to like what we're being told isn't really the truth, right? If you will, you know, isn't there's, there's a lot of BS that's going on, obviously, and I think people are onto it. And when and it shows the comedy shows. I mean, yeah. If you're paying attention, if you're saying something that's 
people are getting, you can see the heads just kind of nodding with. Right. Whether it's about relationships or marriage right. or raising kids <laughs> or racism. People are like, yeah, except, it's what I was thinking. <laughs> I thought I was the only one. <laughs> Dude, when I was, except when I was in Prescott, I did a show and uh, this old couple was right in front of me and I, I just said some, I should never have done this before, but I went out to the crowds and how many people here uh, are in favor of the marijuana? You know what? No. How many people are not in favor of the marijuana laws? Uh-huh. And these two people rose their hand like high and proud, right? It was like a strong right here <laughs> like that right in front of me and i was like oh yeah yeah, yeah. i was like that wasn't a good thing man it was hey, awful man hey you got what you asked for right you <laughs> asked her, who's not i, I got it man right exactly. right here exactly i wasn't prepared for but it was only two people out of the room so well, you're still, yeah so you're still less. winning i was like wow i'm like marijuana that's something really bad to you i don't know what you know it's like really like strange i wasn't expecting that like the, to being so and there was another lady that was like that too there was another lady it was all like um She's like, nope, I don't like it. Uh, nope, 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 nope. You never know people's uh, past and what they've been through or care kids or whatever. Well, the majority of that is, is I mean, the, the, the propaganda that has mm-hmm. been spread on marijuana. Right. You know, and the, the evils that it is, that really, uh, that it isn't, mm-hmm. as we uh, are coming to know and have known for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, you know, instead of the government going, oh, well, we knew all along, it's going to be like a... Oh, we never knew that, right. <laughs> you know. Oh right. well, well, we just found this out. Now it's all good. Now you know, right? It's ridiculous, man. It, it's, as far as I've never tried marijuana, I've tons of relatives and friends over the years. Are so you against it or for it? I used to be against it. I'm against it for me. Okay, but for my own my own reasons. Uh, I'm not against it as a whole. Um, I don't see it the same way. Uh, <laughs> they try to make it out. They put it next to crack cocaine or anything like that. I don't think it. it I say make it legal, but I also say make a lot of other drugs legal as well. Right. And my only thing with it. Why you're at it. <laughs> well, here's my thing about right. it is the only reason I feel like it's not legal all across the board is because the government hasn't figured out a way to make a dollar off of it yet. Um, and that's, and that's, my, that, that's my take on why it's not legal. I, I see it the same way as I saw alcohol um, many years ago. Once they figure out how they can regulate it and make money off of it, I don't know. I think the government would find an easy way to make money off. I mean, they would just turn farm fields and just start growing it. Yeah, but they need, in my opinion, my humble opinion, they need to make sure that you can't do it yourself. Well, that's something right. If they end up privatizing it, um, Uruguay did it. Okay. Uruguay passed it. They're making it themselves, but it's all mm-hmm. government run. Mm-hmm. The government's running it. The government's selling it and this and that and whatever it is. But um, we're going to follow that model, see what happens and see what if it's uh, successful or not. I mean, uh, you know, already legalizing in Colorado has been successful and mm-hmm. raising a lot of money for schools and uh, lowering crime. And um, so that's always good news. And just kind of, it's, it's not even like a, a see, told you so mentality of the stoners to the than the naysayers, you know, to the straights. It's more of like a, this has been going, this could have been going on forever. This could have been going on for a long time with, you know, I, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just, it seems like something that's been pushed off, pushed off, and finally we're going to let it go. But it because, should never have been let go in the, happened to let go in the first place. Well, I mean, but they just figured, again, they figured out now that this is a revenue stream for us and we can figure out how a way that we can possibly control this and yeah. make money. And as, at, at the end of the day, that's what I think it boils down to for the government. As far as being a personal choice, I think people need to make better personal choices on whether they need to do drugs right. or just marijuana or anything else. Because I really truly believe that uh, some of us are just born with that uh, gene, uh, uh, addiction gene, if you will. 
some people are more uh, susceptible to become addicted to certain things, mm-hmm. such as smoking marijuana. I, I have some relatives who are successful. It's not addictive, though. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. All right, all right. I, I just see this where I disagree. Okay. So I have some individuals who, who they love smoking it. Um, it doesn't inhibit anything about them uh, at all. They can they get on with their day. They run their businesses. And I have some individuals that I'm related to who are just on the other end of that. Um, and they, they can't even get out of bed without it. But then they don't get much else accomplished because they're too busy smoking it. So I so still motivation believe motivation, obviously, is, is a big argument for, against it, obviously. So I, mean, I can see that. We don't want a bunch of lazy people running around. Personal choice, though. It should still be your personal choice. Okay, so the idea of we don't want anybody, you know, we don't want a lot of lazy people running around, or well, not running around, but, you know, we don't want them hanging around is, again, to the point of judging on someone's lifestyle affecting yours in some way where it really doesn't. Because I'm not saying yours personally, but what I'm Mm -hmm. saying is, like, people who feel that mentality of, of that, uh, well, there's a bunch of stone. It's almost like the, the welfare. It's almost the same as the welfare people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. They shouldn't deserve that. You know, we don't want lazy people just doing nothing. It's like, well, you know what? They're out of your way. <laughs> you know, let let them do what they want to do, and just you focus on. And again, it goes to that line of thinking well, again. Well, well, both of them, especially welfare, you can put certain systems and checks and checks and balances into place for that. I right. Mean, no one has to be like it was when I was a kid growing up where they let people have babies after baby after baby right. and still increase that amount of welfare they got. You know, that was that was a money-making business for a lot of women who didn't have education or any way else to make, a, yeah. make that kind of money. Uh, so there's ways to, to check and balance against that. As far as cutting it cold turkey, I'm completely against that. Uh, my biggest problem right now, if it comes with anything, when it comes to cutting it short, would be unemployment. Um, the way that we treated those people who are out of work and we've cut their unemployment right. to darn near next to nothing, uh, including that you don't get it for a that you get for such a short uh, period of time, um, is, is is really ridiculous. I got an idea for the uh, for the babies for <laughs> what you got. <laughs> First one's free. Okay, nice, nice. <laughs> and then after three years, you may qualify for a second one for free. Okay. That and way, you're not popping them out every year. Okay. You know, maybe three. See how you done with a kid first. You know, uh-huh. see how you raise them so far. Maybe yeah. five years. Okay. <laughs> and then you might be allowed to make another baby you for are, welfare. Who's who's got an eye on this? <laughs> <laughs> who's, watching, who's watching over this? Is that not good? I, if we can get Larry Flint and Hugh Hefner involved, <laughs> I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. You got to pass with the first one. <laughs> Vivid video. If you have a second one within three years or something like that, then you have to pay. Then you don't get the benefits. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I, th- I think it's you know, it's I don't know logical. I don't know if you can get Mitt Romney and the boys <laughs> on board, but I'm for it. <laughs> it's just all how you phrase it, though. You know what I'm saying? You if can't they, be like, if they had it their way, they'd be running around castrating <laughs> people. <laughs> and, uh, Maybe ten years. <laughs> all right, we'll do that. We'll do that. Maybe fifteen years. Uh, Carl, Carl, there. Carl's listening. Carl is here. What's What's up, Carl? You have a, You have a thought on this? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I I'm, I'm, not sure, uh, I'm not sure you can get into uh, telling women when and to have babies and when not to have babies, but uh, I, I like the, the system. I think in all things, there's going to be people who take advantage of it. Right. Um, it, but like you're saying, it's about, you know, Sydney, it's about, do you have the checks and balances in place to monitor that and to control it? And, you know, even with the marijuana thing, you're, you know, a lot of those people with or without the marijuana are going to just be lazy individuals anyways, because it's who they are. You know, the marijuana may just enhance that for those particular individuals. Right. Um, so, you know, the, I think with everything, it's, it's, there's, there's always going to be some sort of negative or uh, pushback 
from somebody or yeah. a group or something in everything. It, it just, it, just the ability to listen and understand and, and, in my opinion, come together and figure it out, no matter what the issue is. Put together your, you know, put aside the, the, you know, your pride or whatever and say, let's figure it out. Well, yeah, exactly. I think what we're uh, looking at is, you know, a community, which I think we should just start funding and making it part of the welfare system and everything else, all one. <laughs> It'll be like the, the milking the system group or, you know. Anybody who wants to milk the system can can live here, and we'll have all these little places around the country where they all can, little communities and stuff like that. I'm telling you, you're not living high. You know, I'm saying you you have a, a room. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, there's a community television set. A community. <laughs> it's a 13 inch black and white, and then it hangs in the corner. You can't touch it. You can't change the channels. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you have uh, what else? Uh, you know, baby, free food for the day. You get a buffet like three times a day. You get uh, fed, uh-huh. and you have to look for work, of course. Okay, you have to work. I mean, if you can't, you know, we got to show some kind of civility, right? By maybe maintaining the yard, uh, maintaining your surroundings, mm-hmm. making it clean. You know, but you know, learning facility possibly to educate themselves. I think we have some of these already. I think like halfway houses, so <laughs> prisons. I think we have some things. Yeah, damn. No one changed the station. Oh uh, well, that's my idea. <laughs> you can live off this milk. This but I mean, you just identify it. Is what I'm trying to say is right. identify it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna enter myself into the milk the system program. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna. Or, this is what I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get you know 500 bucks a month. I can stay here and I can live. You know what? If you can get Congress to get on board with that, I would vote for that. If yeah, that came that bill. If that if that was something that I could vote for, I would get in my little yeah. booth and I would vote. Yes and this is that. what you get. You you combine your your wick into it. You you combine. Uh, you know, your your food cards, any, anything like that, you can put together. You're so crazy, but I, I can get yeah. behind that. I can get behind that. man. Maybe I'll record this. Well, An all-inclusive all. program. And listen, to John, <laughs> and listen to John Cougar Mellicamp records, as Chris Rock would say. But then you got to be marked in public as being one of those people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like where this is going now. <laughs> I think someone else tried something along these lines before. What, what would we make him wear? <laughs> what would be the outfit? A um, hat, maybe? For all of my friends out there, and you know who I'm talking to, this was not said by me. <laughs> I'm just teasing, man. No, I'm not. Who knows? Who knows? Who cares? We're having you know, fun. It'll never happen, by the way. So no, I'm yeah. safe. Everybody's so worried about what everybody else is doing in today's world, and nobody can just, you know, beyond criminal activity and harming others, why do you, why, you know, who cares if you want to smoke a joint? Let them smoke a joint. How is that affecting you? Who cares if, you know, two guys want to go get married? How how is that affecting you? But you know, it's just it's just wrong. Every, everybody's <laughs> But that's what people say. It's just wrong though. Okay. Well, I, how do you argue that? Yeah, <laughs> what do you, you, you what do you say? The thing is, Carl, and I know what you're saying too is I think the mentality of people who are against it so much, whether whatever it is, is it's how do you change their mind without being an I told you so or you're wrong, I'm right. It's really delicate to change someone's mind on that subject. So to have to show them the way yeah. to identify a certain something that they can relate to that would be like, oh, I'd never thought of it that way. Because there is that turning point in everybody's you know, ignorance on, on a topic. There's right. going to be that one turning point where you go, ah, I never saw it that way. Well, you know, you have to change perception. You know, that person's perception is unfortunately their reality. And, you know, how do you, like you're saying, what do you do to change that reality for them? Right, right. Um, yeah, cool stuff, man. Uh, I'm going to play a tune. We'll come back and uh, play all some right. porno music or not, all right? Sounds good. All right, Temptations is the tune. Mike Pinto is the artist from San Diego. It's reggae rock music, and it's right here. As you go global with Gas Man on the voiceamerica.com variety channel. 
This is uh, Life in Ocean Beach, San Diego. Everywhere my turn, I learn I'm meeting all the word temptation. Every rule that's made to keep me on the team, wanna move on. Every fight I seek makes it harder to take my concentration. And every girl I see's got some love for me, don't wanna miss on. And I see, oh, devil's got a hold on me. I sold my soul to the deadliest of enemies Now I'm about to be a sinner than a saint Running who I am and who I ain't No need to fake it My introduction to a path of self-destruction And I can't shake it I don't want to give in Something telling me I should Take the life out west Your shortcut dress The fact that I couldn't care less Cause if I'm in the mood for disorder All I gotta do is travel south On the border Gonna be hot, 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 hot Where I'm heading I'll tell you I'm not Not, 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 not On my way to heaven so now I gotta dig deep for my conscience and clear and pray to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God knows, God knows. God knows, God knows. God knows, God knows. I wouldn't mean it. I told you where that was recorded you wouldn't believe me it was in my living room no way <laughs> yeah i like that too that was so cool man him josh heinrichs and a bunch of other dudes were hanging out and just uh, recording some great music and uh, mike pinto so check him out if you can I like that tone. i That's do good. too man all right it man sounds like i had a little bit of an elton john vibe there a little bit elton john vibe hmm this his voice sound like i had a little bit of elton oh john the voice vibe. yeah oh okay yeah I, like I, didn't, I didn't pick that up at all. I'm a big Elton John guy. But I'll leave it to you to pick yep. up the Elton John. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I got a girlfriend at home. 
Yeah, goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. There man. you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, uh, I want to thank uh, Carl for hanging out with me today. Thank you, Carl. For sure. It's been yeah, a pleasure. You just sent me a story. Uh, we, we only have a few minutes left. I want to play some porno music or not, so we can't really get to the story at the moment. But it's about teachers coming up with a way to protect their students from what? Oh, I just read an interesting headline. There's a school in, uh, I believe, Texas that posted a sign stating that their teachers are armed and they will do anything necessary to protect their students. All right. Oh, Wolverines. Wolverines. Great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wolverines. <laughs> nice set. All right. Here we go. Let's <laughs> play some porno music or not. Uh, this is music from a porno, or it's not. And I say porno meaning Skinamax style, grade B pornography. Uh, is this uh, a porn or is it not? What do you think? I'm going to go not porn. You're going not porn. What are you thinking, Carl? I'm thinking some kind of like mystery movie or something. Mystery movie. All right. Are you thinking it's porn? I think it's porn. What's going on in the scene, man? <laughs> I'm thinking some porn. Some, someone's getting rubbed down. I see some, some nudit breasts. All right. Is it, is it porn or is it not? Uh, it is porno music. Say? Sydney. Call, man. If you can name the movie. No. <laughs> no, no, in trouble again. Uh, it's Spider Babe. Spider Babe. <laughs> Spider Babe. All right, is this porn or is it not? Let's say porn again. You going porn again? Uh, Sydney's feeling back-to-back porns here. What about you? Uh, I'm gonna go porn, even though I'm thinking like sounds like Bon Jovi standing on a cliff or something. Oh uh, yeah, I wouldn't play any music. This is well, I wouldn't play any band music. No, this yeah, is just TV you know, stuff. It's familiar to me like that, but I'll go porn. You're going porn. What are you thinking, Carl? What's going on? You know, outdoors. Something uh, outdoors. You know, something big. You know, something. Some fast, rough, whatever. All right, something action, action, action machine. All right, what about you, Sydney? What's going on? I'm seeing two women, both of them uh, topless, and they they got the scissor going. <laughs> they got the scissor going. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Is it porn or is it not? It is not porno. Oh, <laughs> I'm just horny. <laughs> <laughs> it is not porno music, and what it is, it's from. MSNBC's To Catch a Predator. <laughs> I feel terrible. I feel terrible. Chris Hansen, where is he? <laughs> Sorry to shadow that for you, man. But uh, <laughs> hey, Could you imagine Chris Hansen? That's how he was busting people based off the music, what you thought of his music? All right, I want to do one more here. We're going to do soap or porn. This is dialogue from uh, either a soap opera or a porno. Okay? okay, So you have to tell me, is this from a soap opera or is it from a porno? Hey, you know what? Phones work both ways, man. So. Uh, don't do that. Well, why not? You don't want to call them and ruin this moment. Uh-huh. What moment? What moment? Soap opera. Soap opera? Yes. Carl? I'm going soap opera, too. Yeah, what makes you think that? Uh, acting was too good. <laughs> I'm forced to sit down and watch the DVR once with my girlfriend, so I'm going soap opera. All right, soap opera porn. It is a soap opera. All right. <laughs> Bonus if you can guess which one. Uh, I'm going to say Days of Our Lives. Uh, let's go with Another World. With or a, As the World Turns. No, you're both wrong. It's General <laughs> Hospital. Ah, I haven't watched that one in years. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining me, man. I appreciate this. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Um, guys, uh, I'm going to mention Crack Ups Comedy Club once more. Uh, .com. Crap it, uh, say it again. You said CrackUpsComedyClub.com. Located out in the north uh, side of Phoenix there, 2401 West Union Hills. 
You can grab your tickets online or give our box office a call at 602-339-6533. Yes. I'll be there next Friday and Saturday night. Next Friday, Saturday night. Tickets are only $10. Yes. And I'm going to be actually uh, videotaping it. I'm hoping to, at least. Uh, So hopefully I can uh, create a little video out of it. So I'm looking forward to that. So other than that, that's it, man. Carl, thanks for being the intern today. You are welcome. All right. Good job, man. Thank you. All right. Everyone else out there, enjoy your week. We'll talk to you next Saturday, uh, voiceamerica.com, Variety Channel, 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific time, Going Global with Gas Man. You can find me on Facebook as well. Going Global with Gas Man is there, or you can uh, find me online. It's uh, kevingasman.com is my website. You'll find videos of my trip to Montreal and videos of the interviews I did out there. So I think that's it, man. Thanks, Sydney. Absolutely. Thank you. Sydney Smith, appreciate your time, and then uh, you guys have a great one. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety.